Hello and welcome to What Moves Us, the podcast where we ask what moves us or more accurately what's going to move us in future. With the Rail Innovation Group's Johanna Randall and Liam Henderson we look at debates, themes and decisions of the minutes that will impact on the way we get about in the future. Hello and welcome to What Moves Us. Normally there'd be other people in the room with me uh, Deb or Johanna but unfortunately not today it's just me and a rather loud noisy office uh, development next door. But we have a special uh, episode today, which is an interview with Hayden Bartlett-Tusker of Crosstech. And I began by asking Hayden to tell us about the company. So what does Crosstech do? So Crosstech, we build automated infrastructure inspection systems. Um, some of them will be train-borne, some of them will be um, tri- trackside, wayside. Um, and yeah, so that, that basically what does that mean? We specialise in taking video data from some source, whether that's the front of trains or some sort of camera, and applying data science, AI techniques to that, um, so that video data, those images, and then we use that to inspect to certain standards associated with, with the railway. And we present that information to frontline teams. So we do a lot of work for Network Rail in that space with our system called Hubble, which is quite well known, um, which you know started in 2018, um, but I'm sure we'll get onto that, that later. But that's really our uh, modus operandi, you know, really, really strong in that space, a lot of capability, and that's really where we're focused. Right. So Hubble, is that your sort of core product that then you build from, or do you have lots of products of which Hubble is one? Uh, no, Hubble is our, is our main our main product. You know, we spent a lot of time. You know, we've been working on that since receiving first of kind funding from the DFT in 2018. So that's obviously topical because the 2023 one out going to apply. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't be here without that. Uh, you know, and some support from Network Rail as well. And we slowly built the capability out in that that place to be a leading product. Now, you know, it's not it's not the best marketed uh, solution because I'm a terrible marketeer. But in terms of the, like its actual capability, it's very very strong. Um, you know, and if we were sort of had the American angle, you know, technically we'd be a deep tech SME. Um, but obviously we're not in America, so we're just video analytics. <laughs> well, you say you should get on that then if you're marketing. I know, I know, but I'm terrible at that, so you just have to forgive me, everyone. There are lots of buzzwords you can use at the moment. There you're are. Just telling Chat me GPT, you've been, you just AI. telling me you've been using AI for a long time, so. Yeah, and so have a lot of people. I think what's changed is, you know. People have heard of it. Well, people have heard <laughs> of it. People are not so like worried about it, and you know also. You've got the, the 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 IT infrastructure to make it possible and scalable, whereas before it was quite hard to manage because you just didn't have those the, those IT cloud institutions, which are quite well known, able to support some of the um, sort of operational side of developing those systems. Oh, okay. Buzzword DevOps. Um, uh, that was there before. You know, some of the algorithms used in in sort of data science and machine learning. Um, have been there for a long time, they're very well known. Um, but so have any of the systems limited your product development or your company development? So, no, because we're always, we're, we're, what, do you mean the past systems? No, the fact that you said that now, uh, it's only now that general infrastructure can cope with it. So has that been a limitation on what you can offer? No, not now, but in the past, yeah. that's, that's what would have blocked a lot of 
okay. this capability coming into market, yeah, because you just didn't have an easy way to be able to develop those enterprise grade systems that people like Network Rail or other train operators need. And it just becomes too expensive to sort of deliver that. And that's, you know, you, you obviously in a lot of the, the cloud, the cloud business has really supported that. You know, you can spin up a virtual machine here. You can manage it all from a dashboard. You know, doing that all on-prem and have to go and request for someone to, like, give you access to some sort of server somewhere. And you, right. you can imagine, like, how drawn out that process becomes and why yeah. people sort of step away from that side. But, you know, that's, that's changed and that's why it's becoming more popular it's a it's a growth market. Everyone wants to come into it, um, you know. And AI is getting splashed everywhere, um, yeah. you know. And it will only be a good thing. Um, I don't see AI as a threat like a lot of people do, and that's you know, and that's not because you know we we do AI. It's because you're a deep on. tech company. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's not because of that. Um, that uh, you know. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, follow-up question is, what's unique about your products? And to following on from that is, how have you developed them to respond to a industry need? So, there's two questions in that. Yeah. Uniqueness, right? I'll start with the uniqueness one. Unique. I, think, I think, yeah, as I said, this, this place has sort of been... So, automated inspection, visual inspection, video analytics, computer vision. Let's capture all those buzzwords into one, just to make it easier. Um, I think, you know, that market has become very, very attractive. It's, it's a real growth market. And I think what makes us different from people is that we've been working on it a long time. So we actually have a lot of um, what I would call like a fully featured product set. It has more inspection types that are further automated. Um, and, you know, ultimately you're therefore competing on, you know, we've got better models and algorithms in comparison to say new entrants which have to develop all of that and, and things like that and that is ultimately you know how you're you know one area how we're different i think the you know but every every competitor in the states is going to say they're the best of course so, you know <laughs> but i think the second one which i think is, is is unique as well is so we don't vertically integrate which i think is, is slightly weird for rail rail loves vertical integration or walled gardens it loves them um, and that's what's, and that's what's uh, like plagued, I think, the digital side of the industry for a long time. And there's a big push towards collaboration. And I think where we're a little bit different is that we're just really good at the analytics part. You know, that's our specialism. Because that's where ultimately value is in AI, is those algorithms and, and analytics. And we partner, so with Hubble, we partner with over 13 organizations. And we partner, we like, we're really good at this part, the people are really good at hardware, really good at hardware, because they're actually very, very different business models, different expertise. You know, unless you're, you know, a very, very big organisation, it's very hard to vertically integrate that. And, and then also, I think that's not where society is going. Society is going to much more collaborative business relationships. Um, and, that's, and that's really where, where we're, we're, we're different. You know, we will, we've built, our, you know, the Hubble system interacts with a lot of different data with a lot of different like data formats and standards and still gets that to work for an enterprise customer like Network Rail. And then I think the last one of those sort of three would be around just like the enterprise grade. We've like been running, you know, an enterprise grade service month in, month out for a long time for, for, for Network Rail. And I think it's those sort of three things, you know, 
the actual AI capability underneath Hubble, the you know our collaborative like nature, and then just the fact that we've been doing this a long time for Network Rail and have got really good track record um, for for many years in this space, I think is like what really makes us a little bit different um, to say others, you know, more generic. AI software development house, for example, who's yeah. just moving into the sort of computer vision space. And I think it's worth also distinguishing there's a big difference between like, you know, machine learning and computer vision, you know, with images and videos versus like machine learning over like sensor-based data. They are two different things. Right. So given what you said, do you see your the future being different types of customers or expanding your product range within this, the current environment that you work? I mean, I would love, let's face it, it's, it's really hard. I'd love, I know one of your members is a really good exporter actually. Um, I'd love to do some export work, but it's, 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 really, it's, really, it's really hard to, to, to export digital technologies. Um, but that, that is ultimately something that I'd like to do is, is see some of our Hubble capability, which, you know, is, 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 you know, it's not, I don't want to come across arrogant because I'm not like that, but, you know, it, it will be world leading and in rail and even in other vision spaces, you know, there's lots of vision stuff going off in like construction and stuff. And so I'd love to sort of take that, some of that capability into other rail infrastructure markets and export that. Um, and obviously, you know, but the focus should be at home first. I think we're still you know, quite early on the the infrastructure monitoring and automated inspection journey in the in the in the UK market. And you know, I you know we've been in there for a, a long time since 2018, and I would like to continue with that and keep trying to sort of make it better for the frontline teams. You know, in terms of getting get, getting them freed up from the more mundane stuff, so they can do the more um, sort of strategic work. That is required to keep the railway going um, by giving them better information and insights and not just like, you know, have them sitting there reviewing loads of video data and, and, and things like that. Right. Yeah. So going on then, you mentioned one of the export is difficult. So, I mean, I had a question, which is what is difficult as an SME in rail? But you've answered one question. <laughs> Definitely export um, to, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that your only challenge? I mean, there's... Well, so what's difficult in, 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 in rail? As an SME or a small, or a small, small company. Small company. Um, well, so I think, I'm trying to remember my, the, the journey a bit. I think you get different challenges, depend, like any business in their life cycle and where they are, there are, there are, there are different challenges in different stages. I mean, I think one of the things that we have to improve is speed to market. Um, and that inherently becomes because software is based on iteration, speed of iteration. Yeah. Because that's how you get feedback. That's how you learn your product. If your speed to market is slow, your iteration cycles are slow, your product development therefore is slow, the benefit of the products you develop is therefore slow, the return to your end users is therefore slow. You can see how it all starts. So I think we need to change the culture where, you know, speed is actually what we want 
speed of iteration. So I don't mean like unsafe speed where it's just like uncontrolled, but like controlled iteration is really, really important. And I think that is, that is still something that we need to unlock in the UK rail industry. But to say that it has got better. So right. I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to poo-poo it all. It has got a lot better from when I started, you know, this, this, this journey, which is nearly five, it was over five years now. Um, the second piece, being uncomfortable with failure, I think. Right, yeah. Like, you know, software, software isn't developed. Like, you don't arrive at the iPhone 14. Yes. Like, the iPhone started and it was really bad. So, so let me, and I think this is the best way to explain. When Steve Jobs announced the first iPhone, and it was, it was like music, text, call, all in one, in one place, yeah. right? Loads of users had already, or like customers and people in Apple, had already ideated about, you know, other things like um, the App Store. That was all there. But what yeah. they didn't do was stop the first iPhone because that technology wasn't ready. Yeah. And I think the industry sometimes has to accept that, you know, it's a, software is an incremental thing. It's developed incrementally and iteratively. And getting that model for software right in rail is, is, is critical. And also, I think the last point is, which has been a, sort of, I think, a challenge, and I feel sorry for people having to solve it because it's a bloody hard one, is, yeah, just breaking down those wall gardens which have prevented innovation for a long, long time. And if people don't know what wall gardens are, they're basically vertically integrated solutions which have no you know, no way to penetrate and therefore disrupt and therefore there's no incentive to improve for the, for the incumbent um, in, in, in simple terms. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's those three things that make it hard for an SME because you're going with that mindset, right, I need speed. I might be on a burning platform. I've just had my seed funding. I might have just had my first funding round. I need speed to get to my next round or until my cash runs out and I need to, to do that I need to iterate quickly yeah. all of those things whilst they've got better still need to keep, continue to get better yes and I think that the challenge certainly from a mindset point of view that I observe is that when you're buying an asset like a train that has a 40 year lifespan you're assuming that the, everything else that goes with it would also last that long whereas the software particularly might be redundant within three years which is really really Absolutely. difficult to write in documents that have to go into a big procurement exercise yeah i'll give you some examples right there's some there's some hardware on some trains out there you know it's impossible to do computer vision analysis in because that hardware doesn't even isn't even compatible with some of the dependencies that are required in some of the cv applications because they weren't even invented yeah. And they're not even that old. That like you know, let's say those onboard computers. They're not even that old. It's just the the change in software. Yeah. You know, I think it was that famous um, VC person Horowitz. I think I might have got it wrong. So apologies. You can correct me in the comment section if there is conversation. <laughs> but 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 you know, software is going to eat the world. You know, it is. You know, it's it's got amazing benefit. I'm not saying it's. Some software are really bad, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I don't really like social media that much. If people know and, and, and that media stuff, um, but you know, 
you know, but in it, but software is, is 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 very important, and I think that's just an interesting one because yeah, you know, people have all the ambition in the world, but if you've there's some legacy bit of hardware that you can't update, that's always always going to be a bit of a barrier, right? Yes, just your rolling stock point. Yes, and then you write in the next. You're writing when you're writing procurement for those things five years before you're going to get them. Yeah, yeah. And Whereas I think everything's been specified with the USB hole <laughs> charging, but now everyone uses a different USB C, which isn't in any other trends. Yeah, and look, people are aware of this. Like this stuff isn't new, and it's always like what you do about it. And I know there's a lot of activity in in, in the industry, and are in particular are looking at you know as this and the infrastructure monitoring program and and and, and how you sort of create more future-proof sort of digital solutions and, and things like that and uh, you know they're difficult challenges yeah. there, but there, there are solutions out there you know you can use cards and things like that you know they've gone to you know like take like some of the the, 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 the processing units now are cards so you can rip and replace them as they upgrade and all on standardized standardized platforms and stuff like that right so the actual supply chain into that is, 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 is coming on to help with it as well. Right. Okay, cool. And then, so probably a next one then leads on to what would you ask of industry to make things better? When we mean industry, you don't, you don't mean supply chain or do you mean like our actual customers? Like what do you mean by the... the, the, the... It's an open question. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I think... It'll give you time to think about your fact. I'm not doing the fact. <laughs> I'm terrible at that. You just put me on the spot and I just, you know, I just be like, uh, okay. Um, uh, so what, what could industry do to help us along? Yes. It's not like... Uh, I think one of the big things is, is being comfortable with things not working. And I know this is all like cliche stuff. You've heard it all before. Move fast, break things, fail fast, all that stuff. But that is really, and I can only speak, by the way, from a software perspective. I know nothing about building a train. I know yeah. nothing about, you know, signaling in the sense, you know, so I can only speak from, 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 from that perspective. Um, and I think that's important for this whole conversation to, to remember that I have that lens and, and filter on everything. Um, and... Yeah, I, th- I think I've thought about this a long time. It is the speed of iteration. It's being okay that things don't work. And it's also accepting that something that is 80% good and there might be 20% of these weird edge cases is still better than what we've got today. And some, sometimes like, the industry can get focused on what doesn't work. Yeah. And we accidentally forget, oh, that didn't work, but we've actually gone this far and we've got 80% of somewhere that, that we weren't before. And that's that's so, and that's so bank that benefit. Bank, bank that benefit, and then, and then, um, and then work out. You know, right? What do we want to do about the twenty, the, the next twenty percent? Because yeah, it's diminishing returns. Some solutions they get you so far, and then if you're starting to invest more and more and more, it's very much in the case of AI. You, know, you get into certain certain. Um, performance metrics and what I mean by performance metrics you get an algorithm working you know to very high precision and recall so it, it, you know it's, it's detecting what it's meant to detect consistently and not detecting what it's not meant to detect consistently for, for simple terms you get that very high you know once you start getting like trying to refine it further and further it becomes diminishing returns but the, the cost of it 
yeah. is, 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 is outweighs sort of the benefit of trying to, 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 to solve it. Well, unless you're delaying the benefit. Yeah. And then you lose, like, then there's the, the sort of technical side and the finance side, but then there's the passion side. You lose the momentum of the culture of people because it all becomes a bit slow yeah. because you're still trying to work out the edge case and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, let's, let's be honest, let's look at road. I think road is always interesting because AI, you've got loads of LiDAR, you've got loads of vision stuff um, going out into, you know, autonomous vehicles and, and, and all that good stuff. You know, they've got cars driving autonomously in America. Yeah. And it's terrible, but having accidents. That's their, that's their mindset. They, you know, and it's a terrible mindset, you know. You know, it's awful. But they are having accidents. Yeah. And, you know, we're not saying that can happen in the railway, because that can't. We're, we're far more, uh, se- you know, far more safety conscious uh, and, and, and guard safety more. But... You know, that's, that is what they are doing, just to hold up an extreme to give some contrast. You know, you've got vehicles going out there driving at emergency responders because they think it's some sort of traffic signal and the car drives into them, which is absolutely tragic. Um, but, you know, I think we've got to find a way to create that environment. And the reason I made that point, but doing it in a safe way. Um, we don't want to be probably going out to that extreme and that's why I held that extreme up in a yeah. weird contrast thing not sure that works yeah. <laughs> no I understand it but then yes I guess you could have this conversation with someone else and they'd just bring in all the small b political reasons why you couldn't do that yeah all this stuff is involves public money and people don't want to be seen to waste public money yeah, but then, yeah, no, absolutely, and that, and that you know, that comes core. But then it's, you, you know, I think there's that bit around, is it, are you, you know, if you're, if you're moving quicker, you will find out if something works much quicker. I, I, did, a, I did a talk three about quite a long time ago, and basically I'm called, like, software development down to, like, the free, fro- the free frogs, you know, yeah. it's like, and just so people could, could remember it. And one of the things was like, swallow the frog, like do the hardest thing first and validate your idea on the hardest thing. Because at least that will give you the best information about how much of the problem you're going to solve. And it will give you that information very quickly. Okay. Because if you start doing the easy low hanging fruit, which is what people naturally go to, like, yeah, it kind of gives you early success, but it's not going to validate if actually your end goal and your end solution is actually can be successful, but if you do the, try and do the hardest thing first, you'll you you will and you and you get to some progress there. The rest of the stuff you've almost like pre-validated by by focusing there. Yeah. And that's why I say you know you should try and swallow the frog first, um, you know, and then make sure you test the frog with customers. I think is the the key one. Right. So make sure you then test it with the actual users because you know we can get focus on ourselves, and then do that as cheaply as possible. You know, which is that sort of startup iterative mindset, but you know, I also still, still. What's the third frog? Test as cheaply as possible. So test your frog as cheaply as possible. Right. So you've got three frogs. Swallow the frog. Yeah. Test the frog with customers. Yeah. And and do the testing and build it as cheap as possible. Right. Okay. Frogs. Frogs. Lovely. I I I kind of like frogs. They're cool. Okay.
Good, 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 good chat. <laughs> uh, that expires our questions. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to say to our lovely audience members? No. Apart from a fact of rail. <laughs> no, but thank you for listening. I hope it wasn't too boring. No, it wasn't. It was very interesting, actually. Uh, so thank you very much for your time. Cheers, thank Hayden. You. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks have for listening. Have a good day, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. You thought that was it, but it's not. We actually have a follow-up that we just thought of. So, shoot, Hayden. So, one of the questions that we have on the cheat sheet in front of us was, yeah. um, what you know, advice you'd give to people wanting to come into rail and, and work in, in tech. And I think... Don't. What? Was that the advice? Don't. No, no, no. no <laughs> you definitely should. So, look, you know, we spoke about lots of things and you asked me questions about problems. But look, it's, in 2000, it's improved, improved a lot a lot for the rail industry and, and myself, you know, our business wouldn't be there without, you know, the first of a kind funding help from Network Rail, DFT and, and the partners involved in that because, you know, the, 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 the talks and some of the OEMs there. And I think the thing about rail is people really do care. It's one of those passion industries. Um, so people coming into rail, I think you should go in with your eyes open, like you will be surrounded by people who actually really care. So... Um, and I think that creates sometimes challenges, but also and, and more, more often than not opportunities because there is that passion there. But I think people should go in, you know, rail is, 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 is slower than sort of other software based industries. And if you're in it just for the sort of the money, the quick sort of VC life cycle of five years, get in, get out, see if you can hype growth it and get out and, and, and retire. Rail is definitely not that industry, and don't waste your time. But just because it's just it just doesn't work. Like it's not it it's not it it, it doesn't operate in the, the, those those same ways. Um, but you know, I think what you know certainly with my experience and others, because obviously we have uh, others partners and 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 also competitors in the space that have done well. Rail is there. It's a very interesting space. You're working very hard software problems with people who are very passionate about it and most importantly it makes a difference to society and I think sometimes if you're going to you know spend five years of your life maybe longer 10 years of your life 15 20 years of your life doing something you know that makes a difference to society I think is, is really important that's certainly why it motivates me and you know other people that I speak to so you know give everything your best shot uh, if you really like rail you know Go in with it with passion and patience and positivity, and I think uh, yeah, you'll 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 find a lovely place for for yourself. Brilliant, great message to end on. Thanks, Hayden. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of What Moves Us. We hope we moved you. For more episodes, you'll definitely want to subscribe to our channel. Till next time. <laughs>